Blessings fans. What's going on, everybody? It's Essence. And Leonard. And we're back with another episode of Love Love and and Honor. Honor. Thanks for joining us today. Today we're going to be talking about contentment and never being satisfied. So I was driving today and I was thinking like everything new becomes common. Elaborate. Like, what do you do mean? You, do you just want to elaborate or do you, do you, does that make sense? I don't know what you mean by it. Okay. I mean, everything that's new becomes common. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, okay, like I got a new car, right? Yes. Um, I mean, it's not new now, but when I got it, it's it still was, new. Well, it's 2020 now and I got it in 2019. It's a 2020. So it's new. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. But what I mean is, you know, when we first got the car, I was like, oh, this is a nice vehicle. This is nice. You know, when I looked at it, I was like, that's a nice car. I know what you mean now. Do you for real? I think so. Tell me what you mean. What you think I mean. What you mean is that when you have, when something's new, you get used to it and yes. it becomes just regular. Common, yes. And I feel like that's why people are never satisfied with what they have because you get something new thinking like, oh, this is so cool. You know, I'm satisfied with this. And then you have it for a while and then something new comes out. That's crazy. Like you never have the new new. Yeah. because Well, when you get the new new, there's a new new new. Right. Well, no. And because whenever you get the new, new, you have it for a while. So it just becomes your regular, your normal, your common, and it's no longer new to you. You know, what's funny is that like whenever I get in your car, I'm like, oh man, this is nice because it's not common to me because I don't usually get in your car. So. Right. And you know what? You know, it's something is whenever I get into your car, what used to be my car. I feel like, oh, I miss my new car. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll switch sometimes, go back and forth. Nah, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, but what I'm saying is, like, I'm used to my vehicle now. Mm -hmm. So then when I'm in your vehicle, I'm like, oh. No, this was nice. But I had that. So now it's Now it's uncommon, so it's new again. Not to me. It would be new to someone else. For me, it's like, oh, I had that. So now I want something. Like, I, I feel like with us, with people... Are we ever really satisfied? Is there a such thing as, I mean, I guess there is, there's a word satisfied. And like when we eat, we eat and we're satisfied until we're hungry again, you know, but when it comes to stuff and things. Well, let's circle back to that for a second. So when you get into the Jeep, like it doesn't, it's not like, oh yeah, this is not, I know it's not new, but is it uncommon? And then you enjoy it because it's what what you once had? No. No. Oh. I just be thinking like, oh, I want to get in my car. Ah. <laughs> First of all, you're nothing wrong with the Jeep, okay? There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. And then it's like when you get stuff, then you either want more stuff or you want a better version of something. Mm. I know it's not just me. Do you think that this is similar to a person who leaves their spouse for another person. Yes, I do. I think that people think that they're going to fulfill everything that their spouse didn't to in turn be unsatisfied. With the new. With the new. Well, in this situation, I think they may want to go back to the Jeep. 
Yeah, maybe. But it's not available anymore. Depending on which model has the better features. <laughs> I don't think it's about features. Just yeah. not physical features. I not think physical it, features. I'm talking yeah. about pers- like traits. Yeah. Well, see, there you see when we get on this topic, and I don't know about our listeners, but I mean, I'm sure they know what kind of people we are by now. Tell them what kind of people we are. No, I'm just saying, like, when it comes down to it, if a person left their spouse to be with you, mm-hmm. how would they, like, how, how do you trust them? Oh, are you saying, so you're saying that you, you can't get back in the Jeep once you, once you leave. That's what, what I was saying. So I think that's the difference between like the conversation. Mm-hmm. One area I was talking about stuff, you know, like material things that people, you know, we just consume, consume, consume. Mm-hmm. Those things aren't important. Like we'll spend, people will spend money on using, you know, they'll use credit cards Mm -hmm. and they will spend, spend, spend on all these things or not have the money to buy things that they're going to be over in like a few weeks, a month or, you know, not too long. Yeah, it's funny. But then still have the debt. Right. It's ridiculous. And uh, kind of reminds me of a conversation we were having a little earlier about like all these things in the world, right? Like these really nice, fine, luxurious things Mm -hmm. um, and how technology has just advanced. And like when God created Adam and Eve, he put them in a garden with bare minimum. Right. Do you think that what we have now, not necessarily we, but we as the human Mm -hmm. race, Uh is this what God intended? Like did God intend for us to be spending millions of dollars on things? So did God intend dollars? Like, well, okay. I think that it's okay to have, you know, nice things, but I think that his intent when he created Adam and Eve was how he created it, how he created in the beginning. Like he created Adam and Eve. He created everything they needed. He gave natural resources. He had food. They didn't have to worry about clothes. They didn't have to worry about illness. They didn't have to worry about disease. They didn't have to worry about people backbiting and lying Mm. other than the serpent. But you know what I mean? Like it was just peaceful. It was calm. They didn't have anxiety and anxiousness and worry because they trusted God. They believed what he said and they just had no idea of, trying to be great remember when when eve bit of the tree and gave to adam to eat also that's when she was trying to be like god Mm. so that's when she when she did that and she welcomed sin in. that's when it became i think that's when that entered you know us trying Mm. to consume us trying to be more us trying to compete us trying to because she didn't have the idea before the enemy came and planted that seed in her head to to be like God. She didn't think like that before he planted that seed. And that's why we have to be careful because the enemy likes to plant those kind of seeds. He plants seeds of doubt, seeds of fear, and we'll like harp on it and start to think on it, start to meditate on those things. And then before we know it, we were wanting things that we really don't need. That's, that's very interesting. Very deep. Like that's crazy. Um, I was watching on YouTube. Uh, I watch weird stuff. It was a guy, he was camping uh, at the beach, just away from everything. Mm-hmm. And he didn't bring any food with him. He had to do his own fire. But the thing is, he was enjoying himself. And when he was hungry, he just went to the ocean and got something to eat. God provided. It was very simple. He was very happy. Like, this is what he does on, for vacation. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if life was like that. Because it was like that. I think it could be like that, but I think we make it more than it needs to be. Like, think of the things that stress people out and cause worry Work. and anxiety. Bills. Uh huh. Trying uh, to pay stuff that you shouldn't have bought in the first place because you bought it on credit. Mm-hmm. Or 
or trying to get that next deal or it's it's about like gaining even think about this pandemic Mm -hmm. when people were taken off of work you start seeing posts that people are like wow you know this time with my family i mean people after a while were getting tired of everything but and start wanting to go back to work but i i said this on a facebook live recently that it was a time where people saw what's you know things are starting to come to light like where our trust really is is Mm -hmm. it in god or is it in things because at first everybody was good with staying at home and spending time with their family but then they're like oh i got bills i can't cover these bills without work i need to get back to work i don't care what's going on in the world i need to go to work i need to pay these bills i need to do this and of course we're you know we do have to work and we do have to be responsible um sin has entered the world and there was consequences for sin but at the same time, where does our trust lie? And <laughs> taking it back to the beginning of the conversation, like, are we ever satisfied? It's like we're never satisfied. Yeah, it's I don't, it's impossible because we we're, we're living in a culture where we're so much on social media. We see what the the Joneses are doing, trying to keep up with the Kardashians and all this kind of stuff, and we want like because it looks fun or it looks like it's make something easier or it looks like it's enjoyable. So we want what, what others have. And then when we get it, others get other things. And then we want that. It's a never ending cycle. But do you ever have something that seemed like it would be cool to have and then you have it or you used it for a while and then you're like, this was overrated. Absolutely. And I've had that happen. And then I got the upgraded version of it. <laughs> and then you were satisfied? No. Exactly. <laughs> Remember my, uh, my smartwatches? What, I mean, how many I, do you wear now? I wear them occasionally, but like, I wanted them bad. You did. You were yeah. looking at all the features. Oh, you could take pictures. You could do this. Yeah. You were flossing in front of your friends. Yeah, it was fun. And, <laughs> and now you don't even really wear them. To be honest with you, you don't really wear them. Yeah. But it is interesting. Our culture, our people, like we're never satisfied with and the for things what? that we have. Like this stuff accomplishes nothing. It doesn't. And this is like this reminds me of the um, book of Ecclesiastes where it's talking about how things are vanity, vanity. Yeah. All kinds of things are vanity. Like it's not where, you know, we toil and we, we spin our wheels and we're doing all these things to get things. And for what, for what, like, does it pay off in the end? We can't take anything with us when we go to be with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like when people die, they're not taking, they could say they want to take whatever they want, but it's not going with you. So it's really important to prioritize the things that are important in life and stuff is not it. If you look in the beginning, um, when, when Adam and Eve were created and they were placed in the garden, um, everything they needed was there. Mm -hmm. They had food. That's one of the things with, um, well, there's people who follow this diet. It's like an alkaline diet. It's Mm -hmm. like electric foods is what they eat and it's only things that reproduce themselves so they have seeds so it's and it's organic you you usually following that diet want to eat organic things and things that have not been um, Mm bioengineered but it's things that god created and put here on the earth and they restore themselves or they regrow because they have seeds so you can plant the seed and it's like life giving food life generating food Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting to me because Adam and Eve were in a garden with lush garden with all the things that they needed. It wasn't said that they needed a big house. We don't even, they don't even talk about where they lived. Mm. They lived amongst 
they didn't have houses back then, right. you know, and it wasn't like they needed to have a bigger house than everybody, than another person or needed all this extra square footage or, yeah. you know, it wasn't until sin entered the world that they even needed clothes. Right. They wasn't wearing Gucci. They were huh? wearing leaves. After <laughs> they start wearing clothes, it was leaves, but that was after sin entered. But I'm just saying, like, if you take it back to the bare minimum, and I'm not even saying there's anything wrong with the things that we have, but it's just food for thought. Like, we need to really think about what's important to us and yeah. what we're what we're making moves about or making like you know like uh, why why do we do what we do why right. we, why do we get what we get like what's the reason for it yeah and for me it's it's thinking about it like the, i think about it like this the price tag doesn't necessarily tell you the cost right mm-hmm. it, it tells you what you're going to pay monetarily right. but sometimes we we invest in stuff and then it, it it costs us more than just monetarily like you invest in uh you know buying a smartphone right and now you're on social media all day those are costs mm-hmm. and because you're on social media all day now your family's suffering or now you can't get anything done or now you can't start that business that you've been wanting to start or fulfill that purpose that you're supposed to fulfill because you're being distracted. Yeah. And so these things that we're talking about can be distractions. And I'm not saying that it's not okay to be on social media. I'm not saying that it's not okay, you know, to to do all these other things, but well, what we can't, are the costs? What are the costs? We can't allow these things to be distractions to us. Like God is supposed to come first. And a lot of us say that, but he doesn't. Yeah. God is supposed to come first. He comes before, like, he comes before everything. He comes before our jobs. He comes before our plans. He comes, like, if God said do something and you had plans to do something else, you should do what God told you to do. Yeah, because you have to understand that God is the source. Anything else is a resource. God is using those things to get what he wants done in your life. But if you just follow the source, the source can make resources out of anything. Mm. He, he does, you don't nece- and the thing is, you don't necessarily need money. No. I mean, money, no, you, I mean, you don't, because God can make ways out of oh, no ways. Oh, you're right, you're right. You know, God can cause somebody to give you whatever he wants you to have. It's true. I'm not saying, I'm not saying quit your job or anything like that, but Unless if God, God told, you, told to, you to, then you need to <laughs> quit you your job, right? Because God is the source, he and is. he will take care of you. The problem is people don't trust God. We've all had our times where, you know, we haven't done or trusted God the way that we should. We've made moves too soon or too late because we weren't trusting God. We stayed at a job too long or we quit a job too soon because we weren't trusting God. We have to pray and seek him to know how we should be moving forward in any area of our life. Mm -hmm. And then we need to listen. And that part to me is the part that takes work Mm -hmm. is because that, I mean, takes practice. I think that part takes practice because... It's hard for me to sit still and clear my mind of thoughts and ask God to speak to me and just listen, listen to what he's saying and mm-hmm. hear him without all these distractions coming in. You know, and what you were saying earlier about the whole trusting God situation is that some people don't trust God, not because they don't believe that he can do it. It's because that what he said is that he'll provide and take care of your needs. Mm-hmm. People want God to take care of their wants. Of course. And and that's where the divide is. Like, yeah, God, I know you can take care of my needs because I, I can, I, ultimately, I can live on the street, right? And you take care of my needs and I can, you feed me and all that kind of stuff because people do it all the time. But no, I, I want to live in this, you know, 3,000 square foot home. That's not necessarily. You talking about what I want? No. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> no. But I mean, 
he does say that he will give you the desires of your heart, but that's when you when your mind is stayed on him. And ultimately, mm-hmm. what happens in that case is when you keep your mind on him, his desires because, for you become the desires of your heart. Yes, that's right. So then you're not you don't necessarily want all the same things, and it's okay to want a big house, and it's okay. I want a nice house, you know. I mm-hmm. want those things too, but at what do, cost? At what cost? Well, you know, and then if you get a nicer house, but God can supply your needs. He can supply, he can bless you with beyond your needs. And Mm -hmm. he does that too. You know, it's nothing wrong with wanting those things, but it's like you said, at what cost? Like you shouldn't be giving up yourself when, or, or sacrificing your obedience to God to pursue your personal desires and wants. Mm -hmm. I was thinking earlier about selfishness and how I can be selfish sometimes we all can. Um, we all can be selfish sometimes, but you know, I'm talking about me. And I think like, hmm, a person, and this is what I was thinking earlier today when I uh, got home, I was thinking a person can be selfish, but what makes them not selfish? They may still want whatever it is that they want it, but they're, they make a choice to sacrifice that for the benefit of whatever it is that they're benef- you know, mm-hmm. not being selfish for. So I think it's all in all of us. You know, when we pray and ask God to help us to not um, operate in selfishness. But I think a person makes the choice like they could still like, let's pretend um, I was eating a sandwich and I didn't want to share with you. That just popped in my head. It wasn't because you'd be acting funny about sharing with honor. I don't be acting. First of all, you share with him. Thank you. Don't put that out there like that. But I said what I said. (laughs) So he slobbers on everything. Okay. Okay. So anyways, what, so this is the example I'm using though. So say you had a sandwich and you don't want to share with honor. You don't want to, it doesn't change your desire, but you share with him because it's for his benefit and he's your baby. And you're like, okay, honor man, but you still do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's all about a choice. I think, I think that's the case in anything. It's true. Um, like with love, you choose to love somebody, right? Like if you want to work out, you choose. Like everything that's beneficial is about making the choice to make it happen. And when you and, said that, uh-huh, go ahead. keep going. I'm sorry. Well, no, because when I said that, uh, the the opposite is also true. Everything that's not beneficial, you also make a choice to make that happen. Right. Like when you're when you're wasting your time, you're making a choice not to accomplish the things you need to accomplish. Right. When you want to get in shape, but you're eating all kinds of junk. Oh, Lord, talk to me. <laughs> you're making a choice to not accomplish what you need to accomplish. It's right. all, life is all about choices. And so when you were talking about choices, the word that popped out in my mind was discipline. Mm-hmm. And I feel that choices, self-control, go. that's what it is. Like it, it plays into self-control and Controlling discipline. Controlling yourself. Exactly. Like we have to discipline ourselves. And that also takes practice. Like you said about food, you have to discipline yourself. And the thing is this back in the day, I used to, I was wondering, this was a while ago. I was wondering like, man, when we were first together, before we were even married, remember when we were like, Oh, we're only going to eat chicken. Um, and certain things, this mm-hmm. is when I ate meat. And then we were like, Oh, we're, I'm going to have one treat a week. And I would only have like one treat. Like it would be ice cream, but it would be like every week. But on that one day, I would have one treat and it would be that. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about later when things got harder to, when when it got harder for me to do that. And I, that's when I stopped practicing discipline. I don't know where it crept in, where I started just giving into things because it, it became harder for me to give certain things up. And that's why I 
um, end up giving up meat was because I thought I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can do and this. And you've done it. And I've done it. Successfully for multiple years. Not. But my thing is, is that it's very important for us to practice discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny that you that you use the, that, that verbiage, right, for discipline, because as you become disciplined, because it doesn't just happen when you make that choice once. It's what happens after you make that choice over and over again to a point where eventually it's not even a choice anymore. Like if we go somewhere to get something to eat, you're not even thinking about getting chicken or steak or anything like oh, that. definitely it, not. Because you've disciplined yourself for such a time that it's not even a, a question anymore. Right. And I think when it comes to selfishness like or selflessness, like you were saying, once you discipline yourself for an amount of time, then it becomes easier and easier just to walk into that. Even when it comes to working out. And they say it takes, what, uh, seven? Eight days. 28 days to create a habit. 21 to 28. I heard I heard ranges from between those time periods. But the fact is that there's a science to the uh, creating a habit, mm-hmm. creating discipline. So I think that's really hitting the nail on the head. So practicing discipline is key. When it comes to it, we need to discipline ourselves in trusting God, discipline ourselves in spending time with him, Discipline ourselves and what else? Not uh, not frivolous, frivolously not, spending. Say it from the beginning. Not frivolously spending. There it is. Right. <laughs> being disciplined in all areas and aspects of our life. And being content with what God has for us. But if people aren't content, what do they do? Like if you want more or if you're like sometimes even. Okay. I am. I embrace more of a natural beauty. Mm-hmm. You know, I wear makeup but I try not to really I don't really do a lot you know I wear my hair natural I see and then I go on like social media and different things and I still like like the things that I do but I look at that and I'm like wow everybody has these extra large bottoms and these extra big boobs now with these tiny little waist that's what's in I just me personally I'm not gonna do it and if that's what somebody does that's what they do but I'm like, I don't have to conform to what everybody else is doing. Right. So, you know, I need to be content with who I am. Let me say this. It's, it's, I think it's a strong statement and it's an obvious statement, but let me say it anyway. If you are not content with what God wants for you, it's impossible to be in God's will. Mm, say that again. If you are not content with what God wants for you, it's impossible for you to be in God's will. And it's because, like, if you have to want what he wants for you, because if you're fighting, because you'll end up fighting against his will, mm-hmm. because you want this, these certain things, but God wants this for you. Now he's provided what he said he wanted to provide, but now you're doing all this other stuff trying to get above and beyond, you know, and you're showing your, 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 that you're not content. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, especially because when you were talking, it made me think about individuals who are trying to pursue things that are they're not called to pursue. Like um let's say I was a I was a famous tennis player and you saw me play tennis and you wanted to play tennis because of how I play tennis and mm. you wanted that like you wanted mm. the financial freedom that it came with and you wanted <laughs> the skills that it came with and you were like wow you're fit because you play tennis but that's not what God called you to do. But mm-hmm. because you see me living you don't know the struggle that I went through to become the the tennis player that I am Mm -hmm. you don't know like the things I had to deal with the practice that I put in to be the tennis player that I am 
you just see the the aftermath. Mm-hmm. You just see the the social media reel. And then when it comes down to it, you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And God never called you to do it. God called you to play basketball. Yeah, but you did. over there trying to be a tennis player because you saw it and it looks appealing or you like the life that I'm living or showing you. And you know what's funny is that if that's never took place, I could be successful. Well, I could possibly. accomplish, possibly mm-hmm. accomplish those goals of playing tennis and making that money. But that will still be failure because mm-hmm. success is accomplishing what God wants for you. Mm-hmm. So you can, and there's a lot of people now who are living lives uh, where they have accomplished the goals that they set for themselves. But in reality, they have not succeeded because they're not done what God called for them to do. And that's what we're here for. Like we've been created for so much like God is doing so many things through us and in us and he's a purposeful God. He doesn't do things in vain. So if we're living, there is a reason why we're here. So if God plays something on people's heart, if he plays something on your heart, if he plays something on my heart, we need to pursue. And then when he places something within you, you have a desire for that. If I'm pursuing something that I'm not called to, I have no desire for that. I have no passion for that. I I feel like it's a chore to do. But when we're walking in God's purpose and plan and in the will that he's, um, that he has then for our lives, then we are then content. So contentment is key. Um, Mm. sounds like what you were saying is that your contentment is directly connected to success in what God wants you to do. But we don't realize that. And I think that's why we continue to search. That's that's good. <laughs> That's really good. But it's true. Like when we don't know what, and when we don't seek God or follow what it is that he placed within us because of all these things in the world that are going on, we don't like to, we don't, I feel like we don't dream anymore. And I'm guilty of this too. Like I am a dreamer. And when I hear other people's dreams, I desire to just pour into them and help uplift them and motivate them and encourage them to move forward in those things. But when it comes down to it, like people don't dream anymore. Or if they do, they let life come in and, and, and tear those dreams away. So then we're not stepping out in faith and doing what God's called us to do because we feel like I got bills. I got a family. I got yeah. kids. I can't do, I can't be obedient to God. He probably doesn't think, he probably doesn't even, he's probably not even calling me to that anymore because it's been so long. But if God has a plan and purpose for you, he got a plan and purpose for you. Why are you smiling like that? Because it's not like you're you're talking about something we talked about in the past on purpose. I'm not. That's okay. I'm not. And I don't <laughs> even know what you're talking about. So that's how. So tell, enlighten. enlighten no, thank me, you. Please. Um, no, stop for the podcast. Okay. Um, so is contentment a gauge uh, that God uses to allow people to know that there's something else he wants from them? So you mean is contentment a gauge that he uses for us? For to us. Know? Yeah, like an uneasiness. So like when we feel, when we're in moments where we don't feel content, that's an indication that you need to go to God and ask God what's going on. Because right. it may be something that he wants from you, maybe something that he wants for you to do. And he's giving you that feeling in order to open up that dialogue with you. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's him letting us know you're off track or what are you doing? Do what I told you to do. Because mm-hmm. you can't really be content outside of his purpose because God places your purpose inside of you. Mm-hmm. So when you're not fulfilling that purpose, that's what leads to not being content because you know that there's something there that's not being utilized. Right. So it's a feeling of uneasiness. Mm-hmm. That's good. 
That's good. I think that that's a possibility. I think I agree. I think so. So when God is telling you to be content, he's telling you to find purpose. Unless you allow a whole bunch of things to distract you and you're not within his will anyway. So then you're searching and I've been guilty of this. You're searching for something for you to be content with. And it's because you're not you're not spending time with him. You don't know what he's talking about. You're on a whole nother page. You're on social media trying to be like the Joneses or whoever else is on social media, the Kardashians, whatever. But I think that that's when our gauge is off. So I do think God gives us the gauge. I think that's a perfect example of how we would know, but you have to have a relationship with him. Or even if he's calling you to a relationship with him and you're not even there yet, you know, mm-hmm. I think that you have to listen mm-hmm. and that it doesn't. And when we're talking about contentment and purpose placed within you, it doesn't necessarily mean you only have one purpose, mm-hmm. but it's just saying whatever pur- purpose he's placed within you. So it could be a day. It's something today that he's saying, this is your purpose for today. Right. This is one of the many purposes I'm giving you to complete in this moment. You know, you're doing it this moment, but the next moment I'm going to have you doing something else. And that's my purpose for you in that moment. Like it doesn't just relate to one big thing or one small thing in life. Mm -hmm. And then you're done. God has created us for more than just an idea of one purpose. Right. You got purpose every day. Right. Every day you wake up with purpose. That's why it's so important to be in tune with Holy Spirit because he will give you the words to accomplish your purpose. Mm -hmm. He'll give you the direction to accomplish your purpose. He'll give you the guidance on accomplishing your purpose. And without being in tune with Holy Spirit, you cannot accomplish your purpose and you will have feelings of not being content. Yeah. Discontentment. Discontentment. I couldn't figure out how to say it, so that's why I keep saying <laughs> not being content. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, so it's just, it's something. This is this is a good topic. I'm glad we talked about it. Praise God. But going back to the beginning of the conversation, don't let things define you. Mm. Right? Don't let things define you. Because when Adam and Eve didn't have all that stuff, but they had access to everything. Mm-hmm. They were fine. Well, think about think about Jesus's house, right? Mm-hmm. The Son of Man had no place to lay his head. That's true. No place. That's the word. You know what I mean? It's because he knew what he needed, and he didn't go off of what everybody else had. I think it also shows you that you can be chosen, you can be purposed without all the things that this world has to offer and what people tell you you need. You can Mm. be used by God. You can be blessed by God, even without having that $20,000 million mansion. Mm -hmm. You are still blessed even if you don't. And God doesn't have to do that for you to be blessed. I don't know who this is for, but you don't necessarily have to look like how everyone else looks. Right. Like you can, you are you because God created you that way. We are each fearfully and wonderfully made. We are made in the image of God. We are made in his likeness and we are original works of art. God created each of us uniquely different on purpose for purpose. Exactly. He wanted essence to have the eyes, the nose, the lips, the mouth, the mm. face, the everything that she has me and Leonard to have the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth, the ability to wiggle his ears, the freckles on his face. You have more than one. Right, okay. And he's done all that because he knew what he was doing. And the fact of the matter is this, when you try to be someone else, someone that you're not, the best you can be is second place. Right. 
the best you can be in second place. But you will always be first place of being you. Just like, exactly, just like no other person can be you. They'll always come in, not maybe not even second. But the reason why they can never be you is because God created you to be you. He created you originally. He created you uniquely. You were created on purpose. It is not an accident. It was not it was not an accident. It was not by chance. It was not because he made a mistake. God knows what he's doing. So be content in that. Be content in that God created you the way he did for a reason. And it's hard sometimes to be content in those things, but that's when we have to really seek God's face because you see all these people looking flawless. You see them out here with no appearance of no flaws. You see them out here um, with perfect measurements. You see them out here with perfect appearances of life. You know, And, and that's the thing because who calls that perfect? I don't know. It's like, like what does standard. it mean to be perfect? It's like a, a standard. That's a man-made accepted. standard. It's a man-made standard. And God calls you perfect. Exactly. As you he are. He created you. He said, this is good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like for someone else to redefine what God calls perfect, that's, that's how you know it's not his, not his will. Like right. you should just be who you are and, and allow God to do what he's doing with you. Right. And I think it's really important to put that in our children like allow them to know that they're beautiful they are purposeful purposed for greater things that god created them on purpose i encourage honor i know he's like 17 months but i still tell him uh, that he is a young boy who's gonna walk he walks in faith and he trusts god and he's handsome and he has a wonderful personality and he's a leader i just speak life into him because mm-hmm. God created him to be great. Yeah, he did. God purposed him for great. The same with any of us, each of us. God does not make mistakes with us. Not one. He created us perfectly. Like when he created Leonard Jr., he knew that Leonard Jr. would be the only Leonard Jr., this one, because if the name is used. She's pointing at me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that My husband, he knew you, you would be who you are. You would have the qualities that you would have. He would continue to grow character within you. He would continue to do all these things and work on you because he's going to work on us until perfection, right? He's going to continue to work on us until there's nothing else to work on. He that has begun a good work in you shall complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Right. So I just thank God for who he is. But I, I, I pray that we can open our eyes and see the beauty within us because it was created like God created us in beauty. He created mm-hmm. us as original works of art. And I pray that we can all see our value, you know, regardless of what any person decides to do, whether they're happy with themselves or not. I pray that their views of themselves changes. I pray that we are all content with who he has created us to be. And we practice discipline so that our his desires become our desires and we willingly and excitingly walk in what he's called us to walk in. I pray that we are faith walkers. We trust him. We walk in faith and we just believe his word. But yeah, so it's very important for us to know that things do not define us to people don't define us. people don't define us so we don't even define we don't god defines us we try i think we try to yeah we do and that's when we start having feelings of discontentment (laughs) because we try to define ourselves and it's outside of what god defined for us so i pray for contentment yes i pray for discipline and i pray that we spend time and seek god 
spend time with him and seek him. Yes. So thank you guys for tuning in. This has been another episode of love and honor. Blessings fam. You guys have a wonderful week.